0: I think that one of the, the legacies that we're still living living with inside of the structured content space is the fact that people rush to do structured content, oftentimes to do structured content.
1: You know, I work a lot in my day-to-day around personalization and personalized experiences, and you reach a point very early in, in your practitioner journey where you recognize the state of the tooling is so sophisticated, there are so many permutations uh, and variants that you could be firing off based on rules or based on machine learning that you couldn't control for hand inspecting every different you know parameterization of this component appearing. Um, right. So you just couldn't do it anyway if you wanted to. But it is tough for people to let go of that. And I do think, again, structured content, structured data, and and data governance is the only way to um, have that trust, have that auditability, um, which is very key in some sectors. And and know that, as you say, the tool chain is going to preserve uh, the intended result. Um, and you're going to get the right um, components going to the right places.
0: Yeah. Um and, you know, I, I think that these, I think one of the things that I, I want to step back and, you know, talk about like, because that thinking about that tool chain and thinking about the trust that you're trying to build in that tool chain is, is, is a really interesting concept, but it's a very high level. So one of the things that's kind of striking me as I'm thinking about this is what are you building this system to actually accomplish? Like, why do you need trust? Like, right. So like trust is, is something that you need, especially in a digital world in order to accomplish something. A great example is a a bank transaction, right? Like you can't do a bank transaction without trusting the systems that connect you to the bank. So like that's a form of trust that you need in order to interact with this digital service. Um, So when we're going about designing the the tool chains, which are going to automate things for us, and we need to trust them to do that work in a reliable way and in a way that's going to produce um, a high quality and an expected outcome. I think that that's going to be a little different for every business, but people need to start with what they're really trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. I was having a conversation with somebody recently who um, was talking about challenges they were having with their data implementation. They were basically saying their data implementation had failed. And I was kind of like, well, but DITA, like you shouldn't be doing a data implementation. Like DITA is just a piece of implementing a content ops ecosystem that solves some other problems, right? So, you know, a personalization, like a, like a personalized help implementation, that's an implementation, right? Like, what are we doing this implementation? Well, we're creating help materials that are personalized, right? Like, nobody should ever create structured content or metadata for the purposes of creating structured content or metadata. Like, structured content or metadata is harder, by definition, than opening up Google Docs or Notepad and just scribbling into it. Right. So you like, you only do it when you need to. And here's another quick aside. I get into this argument internally at Hereto where there are people who are like, we should use our software for everything. I'm like, no, we shouldn't. Like our software is a structured content publishing system. If you don't need to publish in an omni-channel way or have this, or, or repurpose the structured content into different deliverables, you don't need to use our system and our system is very easy on the spectrum of creating structured content but it's not as easy as just opening up notepad like nobody should take notes in Hereto. like that's a terrible idea i would never do it <laughs> like it's like Hereto is a publishing system it's for structured content so i think that i think that one of the the legacies that we're still living living with inside of the structured content oh. space is the fact that people rush to do structured content, oftentimes to do structured content.
1: Mm, yep. I, I think there's a fair amount of that. I think there's even more, you know, to what end, right? We know, we know we're replacing our DXP. We know there's going to be some level of migration and, and reconditioning of content from the existing CMS or what have you or the DAM now what should we make sure as a ride along as part of that activity and so you know it can be very difficult um to start making those decisions also there's a a level of standing metadata debt or experience debt right um i'll give you an example you know uh standing up a recommendation engine for an organization they kept running these very very cool tests um uh, in the wild on a very large enterprise site. And, but they hit these stumbling blocks every time they were showing these recommended tiles of you might also be interested in XYZ. Um, and the problem was a trust problem, Patrick, because the different tiles were populated with completely heterogeneous content, meaning there is a sentence case headline here There's a title case headline over here. There's an image here that's off brand. There's, you know, and it's all content issues and design issues of being non standard. But it, what the impact that it has, the bottom line impact it has is the end users reported a, a lack of trust, both on the level of like, this is not one content offering. This is not a coherent view or drill down into your experience and if it is i don't know that i want to be a part of it and for the business users even more intriguingly they said i don't want my content with that person's content because i don't like the looks of that or you know sentence case is very important to us and that's a fascinating way of exploding all of this conversation because everything about automation and componentization is about dealing with larger corpuses of content and data and being right. able to express them more dynamically. And if you can't get design standards in line, if you can't get basics of like an editorial, you know, uh, casing convention uniform, users will not trust you and businesses won't want to play together.
0: It's, <laughs> I'm going to say something that is <laughs> I probably shouldn't. If you are still in a place where editorial casing is the problem you're solving for, you need to hurry up and get with the program. (laughs) Like that should just not be a 2022 problem. Like the editorial casing should be handled by the semantics of your structured content. Like, you know, this is, this is a title. Um, You know, the thing is like, it's not that kind of stuff, man. Wow. Um, Yeah. I mean, the, the thing is that when you, when you get to a certain point, when you're building experiences and you don't know the people who created the content, you have to have an exchange, like you have to have an exchange of trust between um, you know, people who are strangers effectively, right? Like if you can't look at or enforce any rules on someone else's content they're creating, something else has to, and you both have to trust that you're using the same rules. And that's basically what structured content is, right? It's like what components are. Um, and if they were using structured content in that cir- circumstance, there wouldn't be any title casing or anything like that because they wouldn't ju- they would just be titles and whoever made the experience would decide what title casing the title should be in that experience.
1: So the interesting thing, you know, in these larger organizations where you've got all of these third parties and over the years and years, different content production regimes and practices and markets doing different things is you're, you're absolutely correct. That handshake must happen because, um, Otherwise, you're just shipping your org chart in all of its glorious sort of misalignment and sort of showing the the lack of digital coherence you've got. Um, but I think even more importantly is, you know, there is, you know, enrichment work you could do. So you could say you could recognize, oh, this is what the corpus looks like. It's not so pretty. It's certainly not ready to be expressed as a dynamic uh recommender on all of these critical pages we want to put it on so let's take the corpus or take a subset of it and enrich it so we're going to solve for the title versus sentence case issue we're going to solve for the image no image issue we're going to solve for you know all of the things you just go through the checklist of the sort of legal adjacencies of you know these things can't appear next to these things and you start to build in your spec. And it just, it goes right back to what I said about entity resolution. You decide what is going to be pertinent for content to be expressed and how it's expressed within that component. And now you've created a velvet rope Um, and it's small, it's small G governance, right? But it's like simply, it's a functional spec of the design and, and, and um, basic functional uniformity that you need in order for this thing to fulfill on the trust (laughs) factor right. and, and to deliver consistent measurement and, and so on.
0: Yeah. I So there's a, I want to dig into two different things you said. One is that the, the governance, you know, small g governance aspect of trust. Um, it, it just having everybody know what the rules of the road are means that you don't have to pre-plan how things are going to work in a lot of cases, right? So like you should have goals, but the ability to trust that things are going to be where they are expected to be means that other people can pick them up and use them reliably. And like, that's the real benefit of, of the trust that you get from the structure around structured content. But the other thing that I think is really significant is you're like, is that you're saying is like, okay, you have to go through and make sure that all the title casing is solved versus sentence casing and that these things have images and like blah, 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 blah. And one of the big things that, structured content gives you is it gives you the ability to do that programmatically and not have to do it with people, basically. So if, if you're going to say, okay, you know, we have, so let's like you look at this and you say, okay, well, okay, we have a content problem. Um, We're not including images in these, this type of object that we're using um, reliably. There are cases. So if you don't have structured content, you know how you're figuring that out. You're going through all those cases and you're finding the ones that don't have images, or the ones that have images in the wrong place or the ones that have images that are not, you know, like maybe they're like at the end of the thing and they should be in another part of it, right? Um, if you have structured content, especially if it's XML, um, you literally just run a query. and You are like show me all the ones that don't have images where they're supposed to have them. You know, don't have this type of image. You know, we're supposed to have a figure right after, right after the, as the first element of the body or you're supposed to have whatever. Um, in order for those things to be picked up, you just flag it, right? And you go fix it. Um, Or sometimes you could fix it yourself or like you could fix it programmatically too on a larger scale.
1: Absolutely. You could proxy it by what type is this. So it's a person type, Mm -hmm. then insert a silhouette. I mean, this is all like classic uh, web design first principles of how you deal with patterns when you've got sort of deficiencies in metadata or deficiencies in in your sort of functional spec. You create affordances. That's what good UX is. Um, But as Mm -hmm. you say... The more structure you have under the covers, the more expressive and high fidelity that fix can be. So you could say, well, if there is a profile p- picture of an author associated with this with this content object, insert that con- that that uh, author photo, you know, and and then you get something that's even higher fidelity in terms of, oh, okay, I can really trust this. This is an actual individual author. I recognize this person. Um, right.
0: Yeah. Well, so it's it's funny because we're we're veering into something which is, I mean, n- maybe even nerdy for this podcast, and what we're talking about here is is validation, right? Mm-hmm. And the reality is that you can't validate unstructured content with machines, like that's what it really what it comes down to. Um, so, when you want to scale up your content production, the way that you ensure consistency is through validation, and that can be like, you know, really hard validation. Um, it can be validation at the point of creation. So like, you know, if you're using something that's more like table-based, like SQL-based, it can just be the fact that it won't let you save whatever it is if you don't put the picture in. Um, it can be software validation, which are things like Schematron, uh, where it'll recommend to authors or it'll analyze like your corpus and return reports, those kinds of things. The, the interesting thing is like, you know, this is the core, this is the core of why people chose to go with XML as their structured content. I mean, how many years ago? More years ago than I like to. I'd like to mention, it's just the ability to validate it, and the ability to validate it is to programmatically trust it, mm-hmm. and that's the ability for people downstream to use it without having to go and tap you on the shoulder and yeah. you know ask you to change your title casing. Yeah. I mean, it's just that simple. Yeah. Yep.
1: Content rules, but it can be a lot. I'm sure you've noticed that a lot of these topics are connected, but our short podcast episodes barely scratch the surface. Have no fear because in the description, we have links to videos, blog posts, and other information that help shine some light on some of the more intense, murky topics. In no time, you're going to have a little bit better idea about structured content and enterprise content strategy. Hope you enjoy.